Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Board Podcast, episode 143. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today to talk to you about video games. Quick little note here before we get started. I've actually been posting uh, the YouTube version of this podcast with video. Um, it's just me kind of testing some stuff out. I'm not, I'm not doing a lot of, like, heavy editing or anything. Basically, just dropping some footage in where it makes sense. And then if you want to watch the YouTube version, you can see some gameplay. Uh, I've done it for the last two podcasts. going to keep doing it for now, I think. I'm just kind of testing it out, seeing how it is. The biggest thing is that, um, you know, I don't want to take up, add a bunch of time to the podcast. The whole reason I do the podcast weekly is because it's very easy to do and doesn't take a lot of time. If I start getting into the like the nuts and bolts of really trying to improve the podcast, I, I would rather spend that time on videos and stuff like that. So... So don't don't expect like some huge change, but basically just dropping in some gameplay where appropriate. Uh, I'm only rendering it, rendering it out at like 720-60 though, just because it saves on rendering time. Uh, you know, 20 to 30 minute podcast at 1080-60 uh, takes a bit of time to render out. So so just even rendering it with video just, just has added a lot of time to that part of the process. But it's not been so bad that I am, you know, am not willing to, to do it. So still just trying it out. It may go away someday, depending on how it goes. If you are watching the video footage of the podcast, let me know if I hear that people are, you know, looking at it, then I'm more likely to not drop it <laughs> if, if, if it ever gets t- too out of hand. So otherwise, this week's going to be a lot of stuff that I've just finished up, actually. Uh, you know, I've been talking about these 2019 games for so long, <laughs> but I see the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, starting with God Eater 2. You know, I said last week I went ahead and beat that. I still had character episodes and extra missions to do. The character episodes, those are sprinkled throughout the story, and there's like a few that come come at the very end of the game that you can do. Uh, one of them is, is significant. The other two are kind of kind of whatever. They just kind of follow up on some of the character stories, but, but nothing really you know, revelation-wise. But the extra mission, so if you go into, like, the actual mission select in God Eater 2, there's, like, an extra section. Those have weirdly good production values. Like, God Eater 2's mainline story cutscenes generally don't have a ton going on. Occasionally, there's some action, but it usually it's a lot of people standing around just talking. These cutscenes are, like, weirdly <laughs> animated in a way that, that I feel like most of the cutscenes of the game aren't, and they're just, like, extra cutscenes often dealing with side characters or, like, doing dealing with characters from God Eater 1 and stuff like that. So so it's kind of strange. It's hard to say when these were produced because uh, God Eater, there's a whole thing with God Eater with a bunch of re-releases and stuff like that. So maybe these were made, you know, after the game had gotten you know popular enough that they could really put the budget into the to the presentation of those those cutscenes. So, so yeah. Otherwise, though, that should be it for God Eater Two. Uh, I have one friend that's still working on some trophies, but I'm pretty sure he's just doing those on his own. So, so I went ahead. The, that game came with a sleeve, <laughs> so I went and put the sleeve back over the case, put it on the shelf. To, for it to hopefully forever sit <laughs> um, and eventually we'll get around to God Eater 3. In the meantime though the I think the next game that we're going to end up tackling in that group is Little Witch Academia the the PS4 beat-em-up it's basically just like a as far as I can tell a straightforward beat-em-up game where you can choose between different characters um, from this this anime uh, Little Witch Academia uh, I think it's like an OVA initially and then I eventually got an anime series but uh, so yeah, it's as far as I p- tell, can tell so far, it's it's pretty straightforward. Basically, to get to the multiplayer part of the game, you have to play the first like hour and a half of the game first on your own. So I went ahead and went ahead and did that. Unfortunately, the multiplayer, as far as I can tell, is just like, hey, here do a bonus dungeon, which is not what we were hoping for. 
that's kind of frustrating in a lot of multiplayer games where it's like, hey, we have online multiplayer. Also, it's one dungeon or or like Schoolgirl Zombie Hunters were like, oh, we have 10 missions for multiplayer and that's it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. You're not investing a ton of time to that. And, and structurally for Little Witch Academia, it wouldn't make a ton of sense to have uh, co-op multiplayer throughout the whole game, at least without, you know, significantly reducing the roles of the two other players. It's like a three-player game specifically. Um, because you basically have to like walk around the school grounds and collect keys that help you go to different dungeons and stuff as far as I can tell. Things like that. Um, but yeah, so about an hour and a half in, seems fine. I don't I don't know anything about Little Witch Academia really. I only thing I saw of it was in Luluco. I did watch Luluco and, and that one has like a bunch that show has like a bunch of crossovers with other trigger properties. And one of the episodes was was a uh, uh, Little Witch Academia one, and I, I don't remember anything about it really, to be honest with you. Um, and you know, I I don't love it so far, like tonally and story and character wise. But you know, I'm also coming in from a position of not knowing anything. Uh, that game is like, hey, would you like to reminisce about the, reminisce about this character or remember remember this character? But I'm not really sure who that's for because I, as somebody who doesn't have any experience with Little Bitch Academia, really, um, it's not giving me any information that's valuable. And I assume if you've watched the show, then you already know who these characters are. And you don't really need this like very baseline explanation of who these characters are. I don't know. It's it's just kind of seems a little unnecessary, but. But I guess they tried, just in case you hadn't watched it. I'm guessing most people who bought, who are playing the Little, Little Witch Academia game probably have pl- or watched Little Witch Academia. So, uh, but not me. <laughs> um, so yeah, it does that weird thing, and I guess it's not a weird thing, but it's something that I find kind of unappealing. It, that that like reduced frame rate to make it look more like anime. Um, it, to me, it just kind of looks bad. But after a particular period of time, especially since it's mostly consistent with the the low frame rate um it it, it kind of eventually blends into the background like like at, at some point my eyes get used to it and the reduced frame rate doesn't matter if you don't know what it is basically like um i think anime is like 24 frames per second but obviously video games are typically 30 to 60 uh so they reduce the frame rate down to make it look more like anime but to me it just looks chunky and when I say reduce the frame rate, I mean the frame rate of the animations, not the whole game itself. But yeah, it just kind of looks chunky. But like I said, after 30 minutes, I kind of got used to it. Um, there is some inconsistencies, though, with that. Like, for example, when characters turn, they turn at the full frame rate. So if somebody turns around, they're full, turning at the full 30 or 60 frames per second, whatever it is. But when they actually animate, they they animate choppily. So there there is some weird inconsistencies there. But otherwise, you know, it's 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 generally pretty faithful to whatever it's trying to do. I, I've never found that like 3D limited frame rate thing to be super appealing. I think they did in Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and I think I've seen some like CG movies in the past that have have tried to animate or replicate that as well. Um, but it's not so bad that I'm gonna you know not play it because of that. It's it's I get used to it basically. And talking about adaptations of things that I've never watched, uh, The Wizard of Oz, Beyond the Yellow Brick Road, I beat it. <laughs> I went and and got home, got Dorothy home. So that was, uh, yeah, that game, I, it's, it's one of those games that I, everything about it is really good except for the actual playing part. Um, 
it's something that I'll probably end up doing like a review on it because it's something I do want to kind of nail down a little bit. But that game has all the pieces to be a good game. But I think when it comes down to the execution of what you as the player are doing and how you're interacting with that game and what challenges you face, it just doesn't really come together. Like there's a lot of cool ideas between the battle system, the movement of the game too. Uh, and, and it just doesn't really come together. But it's still like I love the music. I love the art. And I love the ideas behind the game. It's just the actual gameplay part, I think, is a little a little boring, unfortunately. But but yeah, I really liked it. Actually, um uh was trying so one thing I, I was trying to figure out is if there's an art book of this game. Cause I do really like the art of the game, and there's actually a lot of uh art that's in the game itself that I've never seen elsewhere online. So I was trying to see if maybe that was released el- you know, elsewhere. Uh, but that doesn't seem like it's the case, but I did find the blog of the person who did the art. Um, so I, I went and perused that and he had like a bunch of concept art for the game and stuff, which was pretty cool. He's been like talking about the game off and on for the last 10 years. He did like a fifth anniversary, uh, uh, piece of art too, which was kind of, kind of fun. And then I found his Twitter and, and me being how I've been lately, I'm just like, uh, strike while the iron's hot. Let me go ahead and just Google translate this message to him. Like send it back and forth through the Google translator a few times, make sure everything is conveyed in some form. Um, and, uh, yeah, message him. He's like, Oh, thank you. And then he, he linked me, uh, uh, Pixiv. Of uh, where he's been like storing a bunch of the art that's been available online to kind of keep a record of all the, <laughs> the art for that game, which was fun. Um, so yeah, I, I really like that game. Uh, well, eh, I really like the things about that game. Everything about that game I should like. It's just the gameplay part is 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 not great. So hopefully I'll go more in depth in that in the future. But it'll probably just be like a written review or something like that, or or some other variation of not a full video or something like that. Because I can't capture the game, so I don't have any footage to work with. And like every other game, that game made me like teary-eyed at the end because I cry everything. And then the games that I um, haven't finished up, unfortunately, uh, is Final Fantasy XIV. That's not going to be finished up anytime soon. Basically did uh, a fight against Wrath, Wrath something. Some beetle guy with a sword or a bunch of swords. Then I also did a dungeon pretty soon after that. Just working on side quests as well. Nothing really new to say there. And then Shenmu Three. Uh, I cheated a little bit. I looked online. I went to see how close I was to the end of the game. I'm in the last two chapters of that game. So hopefully I'm going to finish that up. If not tonight, hopefully early this week. That's, that's my biggest hope. The story got a little annoying at one part where, uh, basically they go, they tell you to go like beat up a bunch of thugs and I, I have leveled up, you know, Rio quite a bit in that game. So I'm, I'm pretty capable at this point. And I was able to beat up all the thugs, but then you get the cutscene that basically plays with Rio being like, oh no, I'm not strong enough, and having to go train to come back. Then you train, get Ren to come with you, and then you go try to fight him again. I did the same thing. I beat up the the boss and all the, the minions, and I got another cutscene that's like, oh no, this guy's too strong. Now I have to go learn a special move so I can finally go back and beat him because the story allows me to. <laughs> it's like, I think that's okay once you know, kind of thing, but, but making me do it twice. And then also, you know, even though I was able to successfully do what I need to do in those fights, uh, both times and being like, actually, no, you lost, uh, was kind of annoying, but otherwise, you know, still, still playing through it. Um, not, not a ton to say since last week, basically just, you know, 
I'm at the point where I've kind of explored the, the latest area pretty significantly. There's definitely more I could do there, but I think I'm ready to just kind of kind of close the game out at this point. Uh, I was a little worried last time that I was rushing through it, but this week I spent a lot of time just kind of combing over the environment, just kind of appreciating the area, picking all the herbs, <laughs> um, and uh, and I, I feel pretty good about where I'm at with that game now. So hopefully finish that up, and then finally start xenoblade chronicles x <laughs> i got the hard drive here i downloaded all the the bonus or not bonus the the preloaded pack so the game loads fast and all that stuff and then i also uh uh downloaded all the updates for it the two updates i think it's like a 1.02 patch and that was all that that game ever got that game desperately needed like a 1.1 patch or something uh there's a lot of things about that game that that really could be improved but so once shenmue is finally complete i'll be starting Xenoblade Chronicles X, and we'll begin two and a half months into the year. Uh, actually, we're getting pretty close to being a quarter of the way through the year, finally starting what I set out to do this year. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, looking forward to that. And then at that point, I'm probably going to have to play some stuff that's like particular to uh, video content I want to do. I need to get some footage for a couple of games in particular that I want to talk about. Um, so, going to be working on that. And you'll probably start hearing about uh, the next titles I plan on, on, you know, doing videos of outside of obviously the token all of it. Speaking of Shenmue 3 though, uh, you know, transitioning into news, uh, finally we got some word on, on, on how the publisher Deep Silver feels about Shenmue 3. Um, if you don't know, Shenmue 3 launched and was pretty, meant pretty heavily discounted, I think, on the, the, the day it came out, it was like half price at $30. I think it's kind of stuck there for a while. And, um, the, the game kind of showed up pretty low on some sales chart. I think it was like the UK sales charts and things like that. And the, the Japan sales chart, I think it was also pretty low there. Uh, I forget that media create or something like that. And, uh, yeah. So deep silver basically said the game sold fine. Uh, <laughs> they're like, it's definitely not triple a numbers, but it sold fine. The fans are happy and we're glad that we made this game kind of thing. Unfortunately for most businesses, fine is not enough. Uh, I know there's a lot of drama around deep silver, not only for Shenmue three, but also because of mighty number no. nine. So, you know, I don't think people would be too unhappy if deep silver didn't end up publishing a Shenmue four, but deep silver is also kind of like a low level publisher at this point. So I kind of wonder who would be willing to, to pick up that torch. Uh, now that we know, what the demand for Shenmue looks like in the modern day. You know, obviously we don't have sales numbers as far as I can tell, but, uh, you know, it, it didn't look too promising. Um, and it doesn't sound too promising, but it sounds like it did okay for what, what it was doing. I did see they are doing new story content for Shenmue via DLC. I'm not sure how significant that is. I'd be curious to see how much they'd be willing to do through, through DLC for Shenmue. Um, you know, obviously you can't, well, you could, but but whether or not they would want to, like, you know, build entire chapters out of DLC is a whole other thing. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, a little concerning a little bit, I guess. Maybe not surprising, though. Um, I, I was actually talking to Zero about where we're currently at in the Shenmue uh, uh, timeline, I guess you could call it. And I believe we're on chapter 6 out of 11, so we're just barely past the halfway point of the Shenmue lore. 
And, uh, you know, I, it, it'd be great if that, that got finished up. I think there are people out there that have the complete Shenmue script at this point. I think a part of that Kickstarter was five people would get, or five people who donated a certain amount would get the untranslated Shenmue script. And, uh, so that might be available that if Shenmue four and five, and however many versions of the game they need to make to finish the story, uh, never come out, then at the very least, we could maybe have some semblance of where the story goes at the end, things like that. So we'll see. I, I, I definitely am hopeful that Shenmue 4 and 5 will happen, but I'm also would not be surprised if Shenmue 3 was kind of the last hurrah. But at least it didn't completely bomb. It sounds like it did okay. So maybe there's a chance that somebody will decide to, to pick it up and, and keep going forward with it. So still, again, I'm very impressed by that game uh, in a lot of ways. Other news story here is that Little Town Hero is coming to PS4. I'm actually surprised, but I, I in some ways I'm surprised, but it also explains a lot. So I, I was not aware that Little Town Hero, which is basically made by Game Freak, which is, you know, kind of their main main deals that make the Pokemon games, um, or at least the mainline Pokemon game. Uh, so they, they're making this, this new IP called Little Town Hero. They've, they made some other new IP as well. There's like this one with like a girl that's like in a junkyard who uses like magnets and stuff to throw things. I think there's also like Dumbo, the badass elephant or something like that. But yeah, so they're the bringing this, this title to PS4 and in my mind, Nintendo is publishing that title. So, you know, that just my, shows my, my, uh, immediately assumption when somebody said Game Freak and then also showed it off a Nintendo Direct that that would be a Nintendo only thing. But no, apparently Game Freak was the publisher, which explains a lot of why that game kind of came out and nothing really happened. Like you didn't really get any kind of push from Nintendo as far as I could tell. Uh, so, you know, all self-publishing from Game Freak's part. Um, I don't think I'll ever play that game. I still don't really know the scope of that game either. It sounds like you basically just like stay in a town, build a character and defend the town using that character. I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but uh, but I've never actually sat down and, and, and looked at it. So cool. It's coming to another platform though. Uh, I think that's pretty standard for most of Game Freak published titles at this point, but I just had no idea Game Freak was publishing it. So yeah. And finally, not really much of a news story, but Giraffe and Anika uh, came out on Steam. So I might give that a look. If you don't know, that was a um, rhythm adventure game that I that I played on stream uh, uh, on one of the Comiket Dojin streams. Uh, that's a really cool game. I, li- I like it a lot. I still talked about it on the podcast uh, a while back too, but yeah, it's a really cool game. I like it a lot. It was also coming to Switch. I need to check to see if the Switch version's out. I think I'll probably end up playing it on Switch just because that makes it a lot easier to capture. So if I ever want to talk about the game or do a quick play of the game or something like that, I can. But uh, I'm kind of also a little hesitant to buy more rhythm games at this point. I, I also went and bought um, Gabriella's Ghostly Groove. Uh, getting that Gabriella's Ghost of the Groove uh, Dojin kind of reinvigorated my my want to play that 3DS version of the game. I only ever played the WiiWare one, Monster Mix, uh, but the WiiWare one's a very different game. It's very it's like ten songs that you do motion control dancing to, little tiny cutscenes, but there's not a lot going on with it. The 3DS one feels a lot more, or from what I saw, looks a lot more robust. It's not a very long game either way, though. I think it's like three hours to complete from how long to beat uh, statistics and like six hours to to 100% the game. I assume that's unlocking outfits, get unlocking hairstyles, things like that. And then that obviously kind of uses like an Oendon style touchscreen control scheme for for the music in that game. So, but yeah, Giraffe and Anika. I would like to play that someday, but when is that day? Not today. <laughs> 
And finally, um, a quick little PC98 update. Um, I had bought two audio cables that were aux to RCA cables for that. I don't think I talked about this last week. Uh, well, I think I talked about this partly last week. Uh, so I, I bought that. Um, but come to find out, uh, there's actually four channels that are coming out of the back of that sound card. So there's actually four different ports I need to plug into. So what I need to do, or what I think I need to do, is I need to take those RCA or those uh, uh, Oxa RCA cables, buy two more, connect those to a uh, uh, something that will basically put those signals together to make it one left channel. So there's two two left channels that I need to form into one left channel and then two right channels I need to form into one right channel and then I need to plug that into my capture card kind of thing. So I think that's what I'm doing at this point. That that seems the most likely thing. Um, so so I will I should be getting those cables either this week or next week and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. And I, I think I may have talked about this last week. Did I talk about this last week? I can't remember. Uh, I also bought a new monitor. So so going to have that here, hopefully, and, and going to start testing some stuff out there. Um, I'm, if you don't know, I'm basically trying to consider getting rid of my TV. Or not really getting rid of it, but not using it part of my game setup anymore. Uh, the TV is big and nice, but uh, it's actually a fairly cheap TV. But it's, it, it does what it needs to do. Um, but I'm consider reorienting my room and having that TV be a part of my game setup is becoming a little bit limiting. So, you know, I live the desk life. I don't like having a, a couch game setup kind of thing. So I'm, I'm considering basically just having a, a monitor that I use to play games on because the size doesn't matter that much to me. So, uh, but we'll see. I'm, I'm going to get it some test time here, see how I feel about it. That's kind of the whole thing. It's like before I buy any furniture to reorganize my room, I just want to make sure everything functionally works well for me because that's very important because um, I have such a not really complicated setup, but I have a lot of stuff, you know, being wired around through capture cards, things like that. Um, so I just got to be very aware of what that setup's going to look like and how I can... Uh, uh, work around that stuff because if I end up in an unsatisfactory situation, I don't want to have a bunch of furniture that I don't want anymore <laughs> or, or doesn't work well in the, in the configuration I ended up considering for it. So yeah. Anyways, that's it for this week. Thanks for coming. OneControlReport.com is the website. Uh, last week I had a Solomon program quick play. So if you want to check that out, that's up on the website now. Uh, in terms of stream, um, some bad, I don't know, maybe bad news or not. I don't know. Um, if you watched the stream last week, basically, uh, Martian Gothic is being a real pain. Uh, part of it's my fault. Uh, but, but I think that game is just not very forgiving in a lot of ways. And I think it's gonna, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to the eight hour mark of that game. And supposedly that game's only seven and a half hours. Uh, but I looked at the GameFAQs guide and I'm like a fourth of the way through the guide in terms of my progress. Uh, and I've had to roll back my save file multiple times at this point. So I think we're going to drop Martian Gothic, unfortunately. Uh, I feel really bad about that because we also recently dropped Kaminazo for the street lineup. I don't really like leaving stuff unfinished like that. If you know who I am, I, I like to beat games and leaving games unfinished is not something I like to do. It just kind of lingers like Xenoblade Chronicles X and stuff and I think about it a lot. So I think eventually I'll beat Martian Gothic. I don't think it'll be on stream uh, and I think it's going to be very much following a GameFAQs guide word for word is probably what's going to end up happening. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately that's not going to be done, but thanks for sticking around if you did enjoy Martian Gothic. Um, uh, next up I'm going to be playing some Doremi Fantasy for the Super Nintendo. Uh, I have it on the Wii 
VC. So so gonna play it there. And then uh and then I also ordered a copy of Left Alive, I think it's called. It's that Square Enix uh like third person shooter, I think also maybe a stealth game. Has a Metal Gear Solid artist. Uh, I've been wanting to play that for a while, and and the stream is a good way to force me to do that. I think that game's like 12 to 20 hours, so it will be a, a, a lengthier stream game, but we'll see how things go. I'm I, I, I expect to enjoy it at the very least. And then per usual, podcast is every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And then also uh, the stream is every Thursday at 7 p.m. Um, um, Pacific time. Oh, one other thing. I did do a God Eater stream last week, too. Uh, it was kind of late Sunday night. So if you want to see me just play some God Eater, I think, well, a little bit of spoilers. I was playing through some of Lindo's story stuff that kind of goes over his in-game plot stuff. So if you don't want any God Eater spoilers, don't watch that stream. But that's also up on the website if you want to watch that too. Anyways, thanks for coming. And that's it. OneControlPort.com is the website. I hope you have a great week. Bye.